Next on BYU Sports Nation, Sunday play or not to play, what the numbers say. And how would you feel about a football-only invite for BYU? And SB Nation's Matt Brown and our own Blaine Fowler weigh in. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU School, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, your host, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's Tuesday, July 26th. Jerem Jordan alongside born supremacist Jason Shepard. Are you, you're going to go see my movie, aren't you? Yes, I, I watched uh, Born Identity Saturday, mm-hmm. Born Supremacy yesterday, and then Thursday night I'll watch uh, Born Ultimatum before Friday seeing Yes and Born. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if – have you met my wife yet? If, no. If, no. I, if you want to really annoy my wife, if you want to get under her skin – I haven't met her, so I probably don't no, want to No, but I'm just her. saying, if, you, if yeah. you ever want to play a joke, tell her that I look like Matt Damon. She hates it? Because she, I get told that quite a bit, actually. And I'm not, That's this pretty is, awesome. This is, this is not a brag. I mean, yeah. this actually well, happens. Y- yes, but it's, no. a, it's a humble brag. It's a brag. humble brag, yeah. Yeah. I get told that quite a bit, and it drives my wife insane because she doesn't see it. <laughs> and so anytime someone says that, she's like, again. So if, if you ever yeah. just want to get on my wife's skin, just For, say that. You're right. The first time, if she's not watching. Just oh, she's watching. She, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I'll do that. We'll see. We'll see, man. <laughs> Go see my movie. It helps support my children. <laughs> hey, and you being on the show. <laughs> yes. Back-to-back days. Great. Uh, it's Mountain West Conference Media Days, by the way. Glad not to be involved or report anything on that. Also, <laughs> hashtag BYU50 is in Illinois today. Illinois. So they were in Idaho yesterday. By the way, Idaho Falls, there were like 100 people in the picture that showed up to try and get the box. That's awesome. I think the fan fest should go there. The BYU fifty thing, we and we've discussed this. Yeah, there are maybe a handful, and I'm not even sure if there are five programs in the country that could do what BYU does and get the fan response. I'd love it's to see unbelievable. It. Yeah, it's wild, and uh, in in this in this time of hey, sell yourself. I think BYU 50 is perfectly placed. So keep it going. Good luck to those in uh, Illinois waiting for that today. That should be a lot of fun. Let's get to today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Kansas City Chiefs rookie Mitch Matthews reports to training camp today. Veterans, including Daniel Sorensen, report on Friday. They are at uh, Missouri or Northwest Missouri State, I believe is what it is. We actually drove by there on our way back. They're uh, at the University of Phoenix Western. They're, they're Wellesleyan not. College. They're not. Com. Drove right by. That's <laughs> right by the freeway. I took a picture of Your it and everything. Chiefs as well. On my Chiefs. Right on, the, on the way home. And actually, I, I tweeted out just a, a few minutes ago, hey, congrats to, uh, to Mitch Matthews as he begins his journey with the Chiefs today. He, re- he replied. He replied to it and said, ready? Exclamation point. And, and then I'm thanks. elite. I thought that was interesting. That he th- no, he didn't he did say not, that. He did he not didn't say, say that. But Mitch Matthews says he's ready for day one of training camp. Let's go. Speaking of other former Cougars, uh, Manoa Pakula, Rob Daniel with the Green Bay Packers. They reported to training camp yesterday. Manoa Pakula trying to make the team uh, as an undrafted free agent uh, with the linebacking core. Rob Daniel actually on the roster last year trying to stay with the team this year. So good luck to both of those yeah, guys. Yeah, at the end of the year, he made the uh, playoff roster, which was awesome. So 
Nicely done uh, for BYU. And great to have corner, a cornerback yes. trying to do something in the league. That's, That's right. great. Brendan Lund went one for four for the Burlington Bees as they lost yesterday 4-3 to West Michigan. They represent the entire part of that state. <laughs> also on the diamond, Jacob Brugman went one for five with two RBIs for the AAA Nashville Sounds. And Colton Shaver back in action in the Cape Cod League tonight as the Wareham Gateman play Brewster, one guy named Brewster, at 5 Eastern. A d- punky is good at baseball. With that in mind, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Sunday play. BYU continues to get a lot of positive momentum in the Big 12 Conference expansion conversation. But one of the cons that's always mentioned, we've been talking about it a lot, but we'll dive in right now, with BYU is Sunday play. Is it really that big of a deal? I've stated before on the show that if BYU doesn't get into the Big 12, the Big 12, because of Sunday play, the Big 12 just doesn't want BYU. It's something that can be worked out. I agree with Tom Homo, who told uh, Jake Trotter of ESPN.com late last week, BYU and Big 12 with Sunday play, he believes that they can work it out. It was worked out in the WAC. It was worked out in the Mountain West. It's been worked out in the West Coast Conference. Why couldn't it be worked out? In the Big 12. In fact, Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman, notable writer, joined the program May 12th and had this to say. Why would you keep out a great football member just because you want to protect the women's basketball tournament? That doesn't make any sense at all. So the Sunday play can be worked around. It, you could do that in literally less than before lunch. Meet on the morning and before <laughs> lunch, that problem is solved. I agree with Barry. I mean, this is something that is brought up all the time. And... To me, this is just my the way I I look at this. It seems to me like it's just regurgitated by all of these writers who don't necessarily know a ton about BYU, but they've heard. Well, since they don't play on Sunday, that's going to be a problem. And and I'm not. I don't want to say that it's lazy, but it just seems like they throw that in there. We've got to find something to use as a con for BYU, and the other people have said Sunday plays an issue, so I'll put that in there. Yeah, it, it just seems like it gets. That, that narrative keeps going because it just keeps getting put in there because we got to find something negative. Where, and I agree with Barry. This is not something that is insurmountable. This is something that can be worked out. And we've actually, and we're going to get to this coming up, we've got some really interesting stats to tell you about just to show you how easy it would be to work this out. To me, BYU seems like the older single female that isn't married that people look around and they go, why isn't so-and-so married yet? They're good-looking, smart, educated, funny. BYU's competitive on the field. Academics are good. TV market's solid. Uh, ratings are good. But what's the flaw? <laughs> what? Hey, if they're not married, surely something should be hey, wrong. You talk yourself no. out of something no. really good. Not all flaws are created equal, right? Plus, if you want to find flaws, you'll find flaws. Give me a break. What's worse or detrimental? Listen to this. The slight rescheduling... For, I don't know, a third or a fourth of some conference games in Olympic sports. Or Memphis or UConn football historically. Memphis had two good years. Before that, they just stunk. UConn, they just stink at football. What's worse? Dealing with Sunday playing some <laughs> Olympic sports or dealing with 3-9 and nine, UConn? Answer that for me. Why wouldn't BYU be included in this? BYU is far and away the best option. And like you said, there's no expansion candidate without a flaw yeah. somewhere. Yes. Every expansion candidate that's been talked about with Big 12 expansion has 
some flaw that you could pick apart. So with that in mind, take the program with the most positives that you have. That is clearly BYU. And if you take Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, at face value, with the criteria that they're looking at in terms of winning tradition and academic, I mean, all of these, BYU, it screams BYU as the clear and not even close favorite for expansion. We broke down some of these numbers, which you alluded to, Jason, uh, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 31% of Big 12 conference games in women's soccer were on Sunday. Okay, so that one's a little higher than some of the others. Okay, so a third. Men's hoops, 0%. Baseball, 23%. That's it. One out of every four. Women's soccer, 31, as you mentioned. Women's hoops, 14%. Women's volleyball, 1%. Now, again, these numbers, conference games only in the Big 12. Okay, That includes tournament play as well. So some, some tournament games ends on Sunday. You know, uh, women's basketball, women's soccer have you know, semifinal games, a championship game. You can work around this. I don't, I don't hear uh, the previous conferences or even the current conference that BYU's in saying, oh, man, that was hard to work around Sunday play. Like the Mountain West has never said, that was a burden for all of us. No, because it wasn't. This is not a thing. Not all flaws are created equal. Again, what's a bigger flaw? The ineptitude of a program's football team over time. You know who I'm talking about. I, I named some of them. Or occasionally some Sunday play for some Olympic sports. Come on. Let's also make this very clear. The, the statistic that we just gave you, like 23% of the baseball games are played on Sunday. This is not 23% of each team's games. This is the conference. This is 23% in the entire conference. That is not insurmountable. Just like you, the quote that you had from Tom Omo, this can be worked out. This is not something that should be any hindrance to BYU becoming a full-fledged member of the Big 12. And therein lies the key. If Sunday play is actually this huge issue, which we have just argued against, obviously from the BYU angle, that's going to be the play. And BYU is never going to play on Sunday. That's just how it is. Then what would your reaction be to a football-only Big 12 invite for BYU? That's our Twitter question today. Use the hashtag BYUSN at BYU uh, Fanatics. Disappointed, followed by sheer <laughs> joy. If Sunday play is the... Like, okay, we can't overcome it. Then football only is an option. So what's your reaction? And that is hilarious. <laughs> Disappointment followed by sheer joy. We were actually, we saw this <laughs> a little bit earlier in the production meeting, and we were, we were talking about those moments in sports where it looks like the shot is not going to go, yeah. or you thought you had lost, and then all of a sudden, it's like, no, yeah. Yeah. Landon Donovan, <laughs> Albania. Was it Albania? Uh, 2010 World Cup. <laughs> Uh, the U.S. misses a shot, and then Landon yeah, Donovan yeah. follows it up. So it's like, oh, yeah! Yeah, that same reaction. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what's your rea- what would your reaction be if you got a football-only invite, and, Look, that, and that's it? We discussed this a little bit on the show yesterday. Clearly, number one option is full member. You, you want all of your sports. You want to move everything into the Big 12. And you know that that's what Tom Homo and the BYU contingent are, are shooting for. But... If you end up becoming a football-only member, you take that and run with it. You have a huge smile on your face because what it does, it gives you a seat at the table. It it puts your foot in the door. We all know what football drives 
athletics. I mean, that's just, it's just the, the way it is. If you can get in as a football-only member, yeah, it's not ultimately what you want, but it very well could lead to that. Just get in, let them see what you're all about up close like that, and then sooner or later, you've got to think that you become a... And that's probably the negotiation. You come in now, and then maybe over a certain period of time, just like incrementally, you'll get more money. Then we bring everybody else in. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Initially, there'd be some level of disappointment because you want to be full member, but beggars can't be choosers. So you'd take it. And when we talk about like the money, $30 million a year, we're talking about football only, right? Football only produces those numbers that we're talking about. Men's basketball makes a profit, but for the most part, the other sports at almost every school don't make a profit unless you're Utah Gymnastics or UConn Women's Basketball. So, yeah, Sunday play uh, and football only. An interesting thing. I, I hope that BYU, and I expect BYU to get a full invite, and that Sunday play is just not that big an issue, and that they deal with it. Answer the Twitter question. Use hashtag BYUSN. What would your reaction be to a football-only Big 12 invite for BYU? But more importantly, the Cougars aren't playing on Sunday on September 3rd. Countdown to the Wildcats! Oh. 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 You did that on start, purpose. Start again. You did that on purpose. No days. No days. No days. Redo it. Let's go. Okay. Countdown to the Wildcats. 39. Wait, should we do days? Is it well, I, that's your preference? That, well, that just seemed like it flowed Is a little bit. Is 39 like a football only you're invite? Adding, you're and 39 adding, days is full adding inclusion. Way too many is that syllables. What you're, you're stretching out 39 way too much. You're right. We can do days. Okay. Spencer and I have we'll have to ponder Spencer on this next week. Spencer and I do the days. Week. We do days. You do the days? Yeah. Well, that, I didn't get the memo. Where's the Where's the email, man? <laughs> hey, coming up, Blaine Fowler. But first, Matt Brown of SB Nation on where BYU stands right now in expansion talks. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We're live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Have you been over to the BYU store lately? Not in the last couple months. Uh, I was over there uh, about a week ago. Yeah. They're, they're changing some things. I've heard. It looks awesome. It's going to be fantastic That's when great. it's done. They've yeah. been tweeting these old school pictures yeah. of the BYU bookstore yeah. back in the day. That place was rad. Yeah, if it's been a while <laughs> since you've been to the BYU store, stop by. And it's, it's going to be even better over the next couple weeks and mm. months when they, when they get everything done. Very it cool. looks awesome. As you mentioned, uh, you can follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, Twitter and Instagram. It's at BYU Sports Nation. If you're into the Snapchat, you can find us at BYUSN. Into the snappy snap. Hey, our Twitter question today, what would your reaction be to a football-only Big 12 invite for BYU at the GM11? I would tolerate it but be disappointed. I really want to see basketball. In the Big 12. That's the way I am, man. The, the team that would benefit the most from Big 12 invite competitively is, ba- is men's hoops. Because the Big 12 is fantastic in men's basketball. It disappointed is so good. Though? Would you really be disappointed if football made it into the Big 12? I think that most fans expect a full... Well, I, we all expect, and that's what we all invite. want. And so that's why there'd be some disappointment. Okay, all right. Yeah. I don't He's, know if I would go full disappointment. <laughs> at Tyler underscore Magnum. What a great handle. No, 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 no. <laughs> and then like eight exclamation yeah, points. Yeah, exactly. That's not excessive at all. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Uh, now joining us is Matt Brown, co-league manager for SB Nation College Sports, friend of BYU Sports Nation, on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Matt, how are you doing today? 
Hey, uh, gentlemen, I'm, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you uh, on. Let's party. Uh, BYU and the Big 12. Uh, nonstop, fun July fodder. This has made your life better, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I've been saying, right, so like typically in late July, what we're talking about when, from, you know, from my perspective at work is typically police blotter. You know, who got, who got arrested, who got suspended. <laughs> I would much, much, much rather, you know, kind of, you know, dive in to the weirdness of Texas politics every single day of the week, given the alternative is writing about everything else that happens in college football uh, during this time of the offseason. So, yeah, no, this, this, this is great. Let's, uh, you know. Let's, let's talk about Texas governor. <laughs> well, since, since last Tuesday, obviously everything has been ramped up. So I think Cougar fans are interested in hearing from you. From what you're hearing, where does Big 12 expansion stand today? So uh, you're, you're right. Things have changed or are, are, are changing pretty quickly. And I think that if anybody at this point is saying, like, oh, so-and-so is definitely in or so-and-so is definitely not, I think a lot of that's premature because a lot of the – really nitty-gritty financial conversations, which are going to loom large in, in this decision-making process, haven't really happened yet. You know, from, 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 the, from what I've heard, I had been similar to the kind of things that I was hearing earlier in the summer, that, you know, it, if this happens, Cincinnati feels really good about where they are. That's a school that has the support uh, of, of multiple administrators within the conference. And I think that it is, uh, I don't know whether it would be as a football-only invitation or an all-sports but uh, BYU, I think, would, would, would certainly be in that conversation as well as, as, a, as a team that would that is perceived to add a lot to the table and, and one that would be seriously considered. We were talking about uh, in our opening segment about Sunday play um, and that it's to us, and obviously from the BYU perspective, that will be tainted in, so, in somewhat, but you're on the outside and we want to get your opinion. That can be worked around, and that BYU's flaw of Sunday play is not as big of a flaw as, say, UConn's performance on the field. Like, you could, you could figure it out, right? What's your opinion on how this is perceived? You know, it, it, it's funny. We actually just wrote something about this on SBNation.com that went up yesterday. I was working with one of my, one of my colleagues on, on, on editing that story, and, and we've looked at this, and you know, I've talked to people. I do think it is an issue. But it's not this gigantic, insurmountable one, right? Like, it, there, there really aren't that many men's women's basketball games that are scheduled on Sundays in conference play. There's a couple, but it's not difficult to skip that. It's a bigger deal or probably for, for soccer and for baseball. And, you know, for baseball and softball, that means that you're going to have to play a lot of doubleheaders. Uh, and that's something that I, I, I believe BYU has done in the past. There's a, there's a couple other schools that have not played on Sundays before, and, and conferences have been able to make accommodations. You just have to look at it, and if, you're, if you believe that what BYU brings to the table is worth making your softball scheduling a little bit more difficult, like it's not, it, it just seems so hard for me to, to wrap my head around like that being the, the real sticking point, because it's not an issue for football. It's not really an issue for your biggest revenue sports, and the NCAA is able to make these accommodations on far less notice. Yeah, I, I share that same opinion. If the Big 12 doesn't invite BYU and the reason is Sunday play, they just don't want BYU at that point, right? Yes. It, it's, then, then if, that, if, that, if that's the case, you know, the, the reason are, are things that, you, that people aren't really excited to talk about in public. It, 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 is that that, it would be very difficult to convince me that that would be the, the true deciding factor. Matt Brown from SB Nation joining us on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Last week, Bob Bowlesby and, and Boren said, you know, they're going to look at both 
expansion to 12 and expansion to 14. I know there are a lot of people that think um, if you go to 14, that, that shows you go to 12, you're, you're serious, obviously. You go to 14, you're really serious about saving this conference and solidifying it. What do you believe the Big 12 should do? 12 or 14, what do you think they will do when it comes to expansion like that? So I, what I think they will do, and, and this is probably the decision I would make if I was in their shoes too, is you might as well go to 14. Uh, I mean, really, outside of BYU, and you know, maybe Cincinnati, maybe maybe Houston, if you, if you really want to pound the table about it. But like, other than that, from like teams four through like nine on this list of potential candidates, I really don't think there's that big of a difference in terms of what they bring to the table athletically. So it's by expanding by four, if you're hope you're you're increasing your chances of one of these teams. That's like, you know, that's pretty good. It could be potentially become great once you start giving them $25 million a year more for their athletic budget and give them this, this shot in the, in the arm for, for their, um, their visibility. You know, if you're, if you're limiting that to one or two, you're, you're kind of hedging your bets a little bit. And you're going to get paid either way. You're going to get ESPN and Fox have to fork over the same amount of money uh, for each of these other teams. And so, you know, why not try to milk an extra billion dollars out of your television partners while you still can because you don't know what television is going to look like in eight years. You know, I tell everybody, if I knew that, I'm not making jokes about college football on Twitter. I'm going to go make some real money. Uh, nobody else is, is totally sure about what's going to happen there either. So it seems like financially and competitively, it would make the most sense to uh, you know, hedge your bets and, and try to you know, grab as many of these teams as you can. So if there's four, who do you think the four are and in what order? So I, I, I honestly really do not have a good feeling who the fourth one would be. I, I think at right now it would be Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU as your top three, and, and you know, about that order, I think Cincinnati's number one, and, and you know whether Houston or BYU is next kind of depends on who you talk to. But from there, I'm, I'm not really convinced there's a, a great next option, and, and who, you know, who you're boosting really kind of depends on who you're talking to. If you have UConn that has a big budget and has a really valuable Olympic sports and men's and women's basketball, and they're lousy at football, and they're probably not going to get any better given where they're located in the fan interest in that program. You have Memphis and Colorado State who, you know, I, I guess have been kind of okay in some sports, sort of, but there, there's some kind of structural things that you have to look at. The, the dark horse that, that I think a lot of fans don't take seriously, but is legitimately something that, like, has some legs is Tulane, who has not been good at sports, like, at all, uh, other than college baseball over the last decade. But they're an AAU institution. They've got outstanding academic research, which is something that appeals to Texas, and they're in a city everybody wants to go visit. Do you think Tulane's got a legit shot at Big Twelve, or just as a dark horse? Just I, as a dark horse. I, well, I, I, uh, I, what I, what I would say is that there are people who are legitimately talking about Tulane in the Big Twelve and are, are not accompanying it with some kind of snide Twitter joke. Hmm. Or would, would they be in my top four? Like, no. But you know, can you talk to a university president and say, like, what about Tulane? And no one's going to laugh at you. They're going to laugh at you on Twitter, and, and <laughs> that, 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 that may be justified, uh, but they're, they're not going to laugh at you in a, in a university administration conference. Matt, you've mentioned the football-only option with a couple of different schools. We know that the first option for BYU is to be a full member, but Tom Homel has said he would consider football-only. How do you think that option would be received? And just overall, how do you look at the option of being a football-only school in the Big 12? You know, it, 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 it's interesting. I saw that, too. I was a little surprised to see Homo kind of, you know, now, now twice now being very public uh, about, you know, 
you know, acknowledging that you know this is where you want to be and, and and what you're willing to take and everything. And I I I've heard some people say that that's something that the Big Twelve would consider, but it, it's tricky because there isn't really an obvious other football only team that that you would take. I've heard nothing to indicate that Boise State is something that that people are are, are talking about, even though on paper as a football only, that would make some sense. You take UConn as a football only, you're taking a, a pretty bad program, and you're the most valuable properties you're letting to go somewhere else. So that, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, I can understand why BYU fans would be disappointed about joining as a football only member. Certainly, it would hurt their men's basketball program, who I think, you know, I would agree with you two, could really benefit from a deeper uh, conference affiliation that helps their RPI a little bit more because you're, you're kind of stuck a little bit in the WCC. But if that's the only option you get, like, you, you have to take it. And that's an interesting one. You're right. It takes two to tango, or two to expand in this case. If it's football only, so I, I, if let's say BYU is football only, they'd have to have someone else that makes sense to be invited with them. Boise State's not been in the conversation at all. Uh, I, I don't know who else they'd take in football only. Who, who do you think they'd take if they did football only, or do you think they wouldn't? I, 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 I legitimately can't think of, of another. I mean, Boise State's the only one I, I, from my perspective that I think would make sense. Uh, you know, I, I suppose it's, it's theoretically possible they could take three full members and, and one football only, but all, all of that feels like you know a, a very weird arrangement. And I would imagine, given BYU's depth in their other Olympic sports programs uh, and and how much BYU really wants to be in for all their sports, imagine that the, the school is going to push hard to try and get in for everything. Um, I, I I haven't heard anything especially definitive one way or the other about which way they're leaning. Matt, do you have a good feeling on on when you would expect an announcement, like a timeline for any of this stuff to actually happen? Yeah, I given the, so the, the conference has been careful not to try and, and, and put a really explicit timeline. And I think, as, as all three of us know from following the story recently, uh, the Big Twelve doesn't have a great track record of making big decisions very quickly or <laughs> definitively. Um, so even even if we're all you know we're, we're hoping that. You know, announcements relatively quick because just so they can a team could theoretically join for the 2017-2018 athletic season. It wouldn't be shocking if, if this gets stretched out a little bit. Uh, my, my 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 feeling is that the conference would like to wrap up the storyline before football season gets too uh, you know we, we get too we get too far into the year. You know, all the time that we're spending talking about Colorado State and Memphis and BYU or you know or East Carolina or whatever. That's time we're not spending talking about Oklahoma as a possible playoff contender or you know what TCU is able to do. And I think the conference understands that they haven't really been helped by letting the story drag on for four dang years. But that's fun for me. I appreciate all your page views. I appreciate the fact that I can I can schedule off season content around Big Twelve deliberations every single year. But I, I think the conference is looking to talk about something else. And so I, I, I would imagine they're going to at least try to, to move this along before mid-September. That'd be great. Then we can focus on the games. That's exactly right. Matt, we appreciate your time. <laughs> no, of, of course. Uh, happy, happy to chat with you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Okay, thank you. Matt Brown from right. SB Nation on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Some great points by Matt. This football-only conversation, who would be the other one? Because I don't think they'd just do one football-only. It'd be a pair. Even would, then, would, I don't think BYU will be a football-only invite. Uh, yeah, I, I think when it's all said and done, they're full-fledged member. I, I think that's what everybody's pushing for and everybody yeah. hopes happens. Let's On both it. sides, honestly. Yes. Coming up, Blaine Fowler discussed the Sunday plan, his reaction to a potential football-only invite. He's one of 18 people in America reading a newspaper what? today. 
Yo, what up? Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Most of you have probably already done this, but just in case, make sure you download the BYU TV app. You can watch live programming. As well as go back and watch shows on demand, including this very show, BYU Sports Nation, and BYU Sporting Events. It's all there on the app. Make sure you check it out. Absolutely. And it's free. Let's re- refresh today's we BYU Sports Facts. Nation headlines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we make it 99 cents, and can we pocket that? No? Oh, okay, it's still free. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs rookie Mitch Matthews reports to training camp today. Veterans, including Daniel Sorensen, report on Friday for, like, for your Chiefs. I was going to say, I feel like I should read this headline. I apologize. I just um, felt like that's... In the whip, let's make sure you get that okay, one. Okay, I like that. All right, thank you very much. Uh, also, Manoa Pakula, Rob Daniel, trying to make the Green Bay Packers roster. They reported to training camp yesterday. Brendan Lund went one for four for the Burlington Bees. That's in Iowa. As they lost 4-3 to West Michigan. That's a huge rivalry. Also on the Diamond, Jacob Brugman went one for five with two RBIs for the AAA. Nashville Sounds. Hopefully at some point this season, he gets an invite. To the majors. You've got to think when they, yeah, That'd in September great. when they expand rosters, hopefully he's going to get an opportunity awesome. to head to Oakland. Colton Shaver, fresh off the home run derby, back in action in the Cape Cod League tonight as the Wareham Gateman play Brewster at 5 p.m. Eastern time. A lot of great discussion going on today about uh, Sunday play, football only, where BYU stands. We now introduce Blaine Fowler, get his opinion on all of this. And you brought in The Universe, yeah. which is the you, newspaper you, here at BYU. You guys said, so I held this up, yeah. and you both commented as soon as I sat down, When's that going to be an exclamation point instead of a question <laughs> There's mark? There's a question mark. Hey, a couple, bound question maybe in mark. a few weeks, I'll bring another one in. And, and Nate Cunningham wrote a great article in the universe and, and really lays it out. So let me, let me one, one paragraph here. So this is Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach of Texas Tech. This is what he told ESPN. He's so dreamy. And, and, and Nate quotes him. He says, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he envisions a new Big 12 members that are very competitive have a solid fan base that can play on a national level, as well as being a team that people are interested in that can come in right away and add value to the conference. And they're talking about football. There, there's only one team. And it's not too lame. There, there's what? only one team no. that, that really does that, that has a national fan base, that adds credibility, that has the kind of history. Some of these other programs are interesting because I do believe, you know, Matt mentioned as he was on with you guys, that, that some of these programs, if you give them the influx of, of financial boost, you know, they're going to get 25 to $30 million, that they may be able to step up and become a more of a national uh, story. But right now, the only one that fits all the criteria that the league itself laid out right from the beginning is BYU. They, they should be the obvious number 11, and I think the discussion is about who 12, 13, and 14 are. That makes so much sense, uh, yet logic hasn't dictated the... <laughs> The uh, Please governance. bring common sense into yes, this. Yes, if common sense plays it. So we, we've been talking about Sunday play. Tom Homel says, we think that this can be worked out. Um, we broke it down by the numbers. You know, women's soccer, every third game's on a Sunday. That's the highest percentage. Men's hoops, zero games. Women's volleyball, 1%. Why wouldn't this be able to be worked out? And, and this shouldn't be a factor. It can be worked out, and and that's the reason all along BYU and, and the folks around BYU have felt that the Big 12 is a better fit than the Pac-12 is, is because it's going to be easier to work out. And the regular season is a no-brainer. You, you just 
even if they're going to play a regular season game, BYU doesn't have to be on the schedule in a regular season game. And we're talking about a couple of conference championship games in the past that have been played, but never in football, not in basketball now. Um, and so this is something that absolutely can be worked out. And here's what's interesting. All of the national pundits that commented on this in the first week, a lot of people said, well, you know, BYU is going to be difficult to deal with primarily because of the Sunday play thing. Knee-jerk comments without doing their research. And, and almost all of those now that they've had a chance to settle in and start to look at the criteria objectively and actually look at this Sunday play thing and, go, and do exactly what you guys did and go, oh, wait a minute, this isn't that big of a deal. This is less of a big deal than most people originally thought it was, and it can be worked out. So I don't think that that's going to be a big deterrent for BYU. And, and I believe that the Big 12 is looking for full inclusion for the teams they're looking at and not for football only. Since last week, since this really blew up uh, after the, the Big 12 Media Day meetings were done, Tom Homo has been very public expressing BYU's interest in joining the Big 12. How do you think those comments are being received? I, I think very well. And, and, I th- and here's the thing. I think that Tom Homo and, and Kevin Worthen and all of the people around the BYU administration have been working on this behind the scenes for a long time. Now that the Big 12 has made it public, I think BYU very strategically uh, with a plan has said, okay, now it's time for us to come out and, uh, and publicly let it be known that we're working on this, that we want to be a player. When everybody else is lining up and, and you know, Memphis saying, hey, FedEx is going to sponsor the bowl game, the championship game, and, and, <laughs> and the governor of Texas is saying, hey, rah, 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 how about Houston? And we do need that land down by Houston for expansion of <laughs> oh, our, by our the way. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we need that too. <laughs> you know, so everybody's stepping up. Cincinnati's stepping up. I think the BYU just strategically said, okay, we've been quiet. We've been strategically working behind the scenes. Now it's time to let this kind of out. And I think that um, now a lot of the national folks have come around, have come around. Those that analyze college football and those that are now doing the research have gone, okay, BYU's shown an interest. They're coming after this. Let's look at it objectively. From a national fan base perspective, from the financial impact that they would have on the league immediately, from a respect level, from an ability to compete. On a football basis, it's not even close. And now you look at overall athletic programs, because if what the Big 12 really wants is overall programs, then it's even more obvious that it's BYU. BYU is the best non-Power 5 athletic program in the country every year. If you take the Learfield sports uh, standings, BYU finished 30th, uh, way above a lot of these Power 5 programs. Also, I I argued in the uh, opening segment that not all flaws are created equal. If Sunday play is uh, a, a big flaw on BYU's part, what's more of a flaw? UConn football historically, the way they perform on the field, or Sunday play? You can figure out some schedules hey, for any, some Olympics. Any sports. of the other programs that are talking about national football, you know, historically. Some of these teams have been good recently, and they've had Memphis years. Memphis last here two there. years. Before right. that, they stunk. Yeah, and Cincinnati's had a year or two here and there. Went to a BCS yeah, And game. Houston's yep. been good at better as of Went to a B- one of BCS. Right. Uh, and, and so... Pump. If you look at these other schools, yeah, they've had a flash, but none are even close to the history that BYU has. And you, you think about national perspective. Name me a player from Cincinnati that's a great player, historically. And go to New York and ask somebody that. Go to Oklahoma and ask somebody that. Name a great Houston player. I mean, I can come up with a couple Andre of Houston players. Yeah. yeah, so we can come up with a couple. Name a BYU player. Immediately, everyone in the country says, well, Steve Young. 
Hall of Famer. Jim hey, Jim McMahon. So BYU's players that have gone on to play in the NFL, they've had some unbelievably visible players. Players that transcend just people that are interested in football. People that are casually interested in football know who Steve Young is and, knows, and they know he went to BYU. Yeah. Casual, if they're old enough, <laughs> if they were around in, in 85 to watch the Bears, they know who Jim McMahon was. Whether you're a big-time football fan or not, you know who Jim McMahon is. You don't know who Andre Ware is unless you're a football fan. And so BYU has had players that have been in the national spotlight that transcend just diehard football fans. They're much more of a national name. When I go back to New York, which I do all the time, and, and talk football with friends, they know who BYU is. BYU is much more of a national name than the University of Utah is up the street. They couldn't name players. Most people don't even know that Alex Smith is a Utah guy. Most people think they're the same school. Yeah, and Most people combine them, actually. And they are not. And so <laughs> they It's going to be really hard for the Big 12 to exclude BYU when the commissioner came out and basically laid out the criteria by which they were going to evaluate these teams. Once he did that, he almost painted himself into a corner because if they don't invite BYU, there's going to be a lot of questions about, whoa, what went on here? Yes. This is the criteria you laid out. So there's been a lot of crazy politics going on behind the scenes, and this isn't what you said you were going to do. Well, that's a perfect segue because you mentioned the, the Texas politics, and because it has been an issue in the past for BYU getting into the Big 12, how much of a concern should the Texas politics that we're hearing about uh, be in terms of an unfavorable result for BYU? I think that the Texas politics that are being played are, are going to have an impact on the second, third, and fourth teams that get added into the Big 12, not, not to the 11th team that, get at, that gets added. I think BYU is so obvious that 11th, that has to be the case. And whether Houston becomes one of those, that, that second, third, or fourth pick, um, may be impacted by the, by the politics in Texas. I, I, I think that going into media days and into the vote that they were going to have, there were some that thought they might get eight, it might be an eight to two vote for expansion. Simply because Texas, I think, opposed expansion because it really didn't benefit them that much. There's already a big gap between revenue for Texas because the Longhorn Network and all of their merchandising and that and everybody else in the league, even Oklahoma. And so for Texas, it's like, hey, we don't need any extra dollars, and there's a big gap. So this isn't good for us. I think that in the long run, Texas finally said, you know what, we need to do what's best for the league. And even if it closed the gap financially, we're on board. Once that 10-0 vote came out and Texas was in, I don't think Texas opposes BYU. I think Texas at first just opposed expansion. Now that they're in for expansion, I think they would support BYU in that, but I think they also support Houston. And more than one team's going to get in. Likely four are going to get in. Blaine Fowler's on BYU Sports Nation. I quickly looked up some Cincinnati famous athletes. Okay, thank goodness, yes. Sandy Koufax uh, went to the University of Cincinnati on a basketball scholarship originally. Uh, I know that. That's big time. Yeah, That's big time. Football, I couldn't find anybody. Oscar Robertson, of course, played basketball there. Their basketball program stands on its own merits, but really this this is about football. Right, exactly. Our Twitter question was this, talking about Sunday play, if it was that big of a concern for the Big 12. What would your reaction be to a football-only invite? I I would not be happy about it because I think BYU belongs in that league for all sports. And I think that every one of BYU's sports brings value to the Big 12. I think they compete very well in basketball. I mean, you look at at the Director's Cup standings every year, and BYU would be right up there in the top of the Big 12 in terms of their overall sports program. So I believe that that overall sports program belongs in there if in the end they said that the and the only reason would be the sunday play thing 
which you guys have already documented and a lot of others on a national basis that aren't tied to BYU's program have documented is not that big of an issue. But, but if that becomes a, the deciding factor, I'd be, okay, I'd, I'd be better with BYU being a Big 12 football only and staying in the West Coast Conference and other sports because, frankly, the basketball and the WCC is outstanding. It would competitively, it would be awesome to be in the Big Twelve though for BYU because they could be four or five games over five hundred and still get into the NCAA tournament. When, when you're the number three team in the WCC, you're gripping the last three weeks, saying, "Oh, now we need to make it into the finals of the tournament, and we can lose, but it has to be Gonzaga in the finals that we lose to." Mm-hmm. And so, so in terms of depth, strength of depth in the league, well, the Big Twelve is one of the premier conferences in the country. They're going to get multiple teams every year and you're right if you win in the preseason and have a couple good quality games and finish in the middle of the pack in the conference in the big 12 you still have a great chance to get in the ncaa tournament so oh it's it's a better conference no question and one of the premier programs in the history of college basketball in kansas in that conference so it would be exciting for byu to play with the talent that they just got back from missions that they've got for the next several years could there be a better time for this basketball program to step into one of the premier conferences in the league and that brings the question of if BYU is invited, when do we think it will be? I would love for it to be 2017. I would love that's it. pretty quick. I would, I would love it to be 2017. And here's the thing. And I don't know. And now this is this is not from anything I've heard from anybody or ever any of my friends back in the Midwest. But I'm thinking about it. What if BYU, who can just move with ease, doesn't have any issues with getting out of a conference on a, from a football basis? Doesn't have to give any notice to anybody. So they're turnkey. And that's got to be an advantage to BYU. What if they said we're going to expand and BYU's in in 2017 and we're phasing these other schools in over time, but we're going to put BYU in right now? That would be fantastic. It would, it would be hard because you would think you would need two Probably for scheduling. Probably need pairs, but interesting. Yeah. And this headline, would the, the question mark would be taken off. That's exclamation <laughs> point would be put on. We, just, exactly. we want an exclamation point. And, and I hope that there's an announcement. I don't know what year it's going to be, but it would be really nice for BYU to play with that wind behind them in this football season. With yes. as, as brutal as this schedule is this year with the new staff, I believe that would give BYU like some mental momentum going into the fall, um, knowing that they're going to make that transition. And a lot of recruiting is done yeah. during the season when, when players that are going to be seniors, that are seniors, are coming in to watch games in your stadium. It's going to change BYU's recruiting. It's, it's already going to change because of Kalani and the staff. You give them the thumbs up for the Big 12, and you watch the recruiting classes take a step up in football and basketball. Now we're talking. But for now, we're just talking. I would like to act in the future. Blaine, great stuff as always. We appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. And keep reading the newspaper. Awesome. Hey, coming up, what would your reaction be to a football-only Big 12 invite? Keep the tweets coming at BYU Will. Always the bridesmaid and never the bride. (laughs) (laughs) Debbie Downer, what? At CJ America 11. What? Keep the tweets coming. Use hashtag BYUSN. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation live, no worries. Catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern time. Don't forget to follow us on social media. BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and Instagram is BYU Sports Nation. How funny how that works out. Also, if you're a Snapchatter, you can find us BYUSN. Is and that if what you're they're pl- called? The Snapchatter? Snapper. I think it's Snapper. Is it a Snapper? Yeah. Okay. I'm in my 30s, so I don't exactly know what's going on. Um, <laughs> Stop but I don't, it. But I don't read a newspaper. It. I read it online. Uh, Twitter question. What would your reaction be to a football-only Big 12 invite for BYU? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. 
I want a live band to play all the music one day on the show. That'd be amazing. Who would our house band be? Uh, probably Imagine Dragons. At Snow of Utah. <laughs> They're cheap. Uh, like sitting at the kids' table, I'd rather stay at the nice restaurant where I can order, schedule, whatever I want. It's it, kind of true. Like, does how much do all the other sports matter to you? I think I speak for BYU Sports Nation when I say that we love all of them, right? Like, we want BYU in the Big 12 fully because we pay attention to all the sports, and that would be amazing I'm wearing to a be B- at the highest level. I'm wearing a BYU baseball polo right now. I'm on we a, want them all in. Yes. We, we want them all. all in. Yes. Baseball in the Big 12 is really that good would be, as well. Oh, hey, they already, they already swept Kansas in Lawrence this year. Kansas stunk. Kansas stinks hey, in football, it's too. It's still... A Big 12 team that BYU worked. It didn't help the RPI. It actually hurt it. Stop it. Stop it. We've been waiting for this guy's tweet. At Still Team Riley. (laughs) BYU to Big 12 is like being told Heidi Klum wants to date you. Football only is like being told she still wants to... What? No, it's being told like her sister, who's still good looking but not as good looking, wants to date you. (laughs) Also, girls don't just say they want to date you. That's not how it works. And, right? and I just figured out what he says. Being Big 12 full member is Heidi Klum wants to date you. Football only is still she wants to date you. It's be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be Sorry. Happy. Sorry it took me a minute to get that one. Yeah, going on a date is better than being told wants to date you, right? Yes, yes. Actually going on a date. I, I'm really interested in figuring out, not that we might, we might not even figure this out, just when this will happen. Do you, I said this prior to the BYU-Utah-Las uh, Vegas Bowl. The result of the game, if BYU loses, could become null and void if BYU announces the head coach soon after. They did right after, like an They're hour like, well, after. lost, but hey, look at so, this. So, yes, we all remember that BYU lost, but it was uh, I don't remember diffused that. by the fact that Kalani Sataki was announced. If BYU gets a Big 12 <laughs> invite in September and let— it it could it could uh, create a situation where it feels like an exhibition season, like what's the point of this, right? You want BYU to do well. It's a tough schedule. Let's say BYU goes eight and four. You'll just be like, cool. Yeah. See ya. Don't tell anybody you know, the football team that. But from no, a fan perspective, that's what I'm saying. From a fan perspective, yeah, the football team will be locked in trying to win every game. Yeah, that's their job. It's our perspective to have fun with the situation. At uh, G Swaim. Who, if you're following all this, you're probably following him on Twitter. This is about uh, he's, Sunday play. He's a media member. Yeah, he says, if I hear Sunday play being an issue or football only is an option, my head is going to explode. He says, BYU is in as a full sport member. That's what you hope. That's what you hope. I'm, after the show, I'm, gonna, I'm going to look up the um, Director's Cup standings and just how much better BYU is as an overall athletic program. Like, Blaine Fowler is exactly right. Once Bob Bowlesby and David Bourne on that teleconference – outlined the criteria, in my opinion, it was over at that point. I, there's still a, uh, negotiations to be had right. and expansion conversation to be had and all that. But the moment they outlined that criteria, it screamed BYU. There, there are reasons that BYU is not in the Pac-12. If BYU does not get into the Big 12, in my opinion, it's for the same reasons, and it has to do with the religion. Look, People could be tuning into this and say, well, you guys are on, you know, it's BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV. You guys are BYU guys. You, you have to say, it, it's, not, it's not being a homer. Look oh. at the criteria. Look at what BYU brings. Hey, last week, a sports radio station in Norman called and had me on as a guest. And we were talking about this. And they said it is an absolute no-brainer 
that it's BYU. Like, you look at what the Big 12 is looking for, BYU. BYU checks every box. I think we are almost being cautious in our optimism so as to not be heartbroken if BYU (laughs) is not invited. Because if they are not, that is a tragedy and the worst possible situation for BYU. This is the biggest story in BYU sports in its history. The, The future of BYU sports rests on whether BYU is going to get into a Power 5 conference. To me, that my wish was always the Pac-12. Culturally, it fits better, whatever, travel, all that. The majority of BYU fans, in my opinion, are mostly in the Pacific time zone, but they're scattered all over the country. They're, they're all over the place, but the highest concentration is in L.A. and Vegas and Phoenix and Seattle and Portland, obviously Utah, and it's all over the place. But if BYU got into the Big 12, This is what we've all been wanting for a long time. Once BYU went independent, I think after a year or two, it was always aiming for this. So will it happen? And will it happen within the next 50 days? Let's do it. It's July 26th. Now I'm fired up. (laughs) Fall camp next week. BYU football coming around the corner and hopefully an invite. And also the Cougar Whip around. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when needed it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Thank you for letting me have this, by the way. Absolutely. Kansas City Chiefs rookie Mitch Matthews reports to training camp today. Veterans, including Daniel Sorensen, report on Friday. Also, Manoa Pakula and Rob Daniel trying to make the Green Bay Packers reported to training camp yesterday. Baseball. Brendan Lund went one for four for the Burlington Bees as they lost yesterday 4-3. Also on the Diamond, Jacob Brugman went one for five with two RBIs for the AAA Nashville Sounds. And Colton Shaver is back in action in the Cape Cod League tonight as the Wareham Gateman play Brewster at 5 Eastern. Athletics. West Virginia President Gordon Gee slash G, depending on who you hear say it, says Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby will do his due diligence and a decision should come sometime between now in and October in other expansion news. CampusRush.com took a poll of best potential candidates with Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, and UConn being voted as the top four options. BYU has 90%. In the poll. Yeah, that poll was jimmered. Today's Rise and Shouts brought to you by Dexter. Dexter, helping you need the most. DexterLaw.com. How about we throw it out to Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby? Hmm. We await your call. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, what was your reaction to a football-only Big 12 invite for BYU? The elite tweet of the day is this. <laughs> At SA underscore BYU fan. No problem. Like going to prom, but not after the after party. Don't experience everything, but you're still at the prom. Wait, what? There was an after party? <laughs> what? Huh? What? Thanks to our guest, Matt Brown, Blaine Fowler, everybody on the crew. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget to use the hashtag BYUSN. Show's on demand on BYUSN.com. The audio podcast is on iTunes and the TuneIn app for Yason. I'm Yerum. Shout out to Josh Quezada, the juice. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time.